The Funk Tank, hosted by Will Brennan on cmru.ca, by students, for you. Hello, Funkaholics, and welcome to the Funk Tank Podcast. I'm your host, Will The Thrill, and I'll be taking you through a compilation of my best moments from my Fall 2021 radio show. There's a lot of great stuff coming up. I got a couple interviews, some commentary rants, and a bunch of random clips of me talking about music. For your maximum entertainment, grab a snack, sit back, and enjoy the show. Alright, we're going to start this podcast off with me talking about a couple songs that are just so good. Daft Punk's 2013 hit single, Get Lucky, topped the charts in the UK and a few other countries. It maxed out at number two in the US, but nonetheless, it's a classic song. Over Now by Calvin Harris on the weekend is so good. This song is so groovy and follows up the vibe of Calvin Harris's Funk Wave Bounces album. It's such a fun listen because of the combination of like funky production and the mix of talented artists across the project. I've got my fingers crossed that this song will be a single for volume two. We're gonna get right into my first rant from my first show. I feel like this wasn't my best rant, but it was a learning experience and I got better as time went on. The way music evolves over time and creates new art from old art is super interesting to me. By listening to music from all ages, you can find patterns of where history repeats itself but also at the same time, no two songs are the same. Back in the 60s, James Brown is credited as a creator of the funk sound. Brown's unique and like big energy voice is a huge part of his popularity during this time. And it also helped to translate his music into the present so that we can enjoy it just as much as they did back then. The 70s was huge for the development of funk music, where artists like Stevie Wonder were combining the best sounds of soul and funk, and people like Miles Davis, like he's a huge jazz musician, began exploring the groove that funk had to offer. This is when disco music became primarily funk music too. I like living now though where I have the radio and I have streaming platforms and I can listen to anything I want. It really is the best of both worlds, being able to listen to the Jackson 5 and then some like Bruno Mars right after that. It's great. From Silk Sonic's newly released album, An Evening with Silk Sonic. The song Fly As Me is so fun to listen to. It was really refreshing to hear artists making some different music rather than the normal stuff that always comes out these days. Here is my third interview from my final show. I think this one went really well and I actually had a lot of fun recording it. Okay, I want to welcome Mr. Eric Ron to the Funk Tank. Well, thank you. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me on the show. Okay, so a little backstory. Uh, Mr. Ron here was my band teacher from grade 6 to grade 11. All the way back then, you know, it feels like a lifetime ago now. (laughs) 
Well, if it's with me, it sounds like it was probably forever. Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually enjoyed your class a lot. It was way better than like math <laughs> or something. Well, it's ironic because music is so math-like, but I'm the same. I like music. I'm not a big fan of math. So. <laughs> oh, trust me. You and me both. <laughs> All right. Well, we may as well get started with this then. Um, do you just want to do a little introduction? You know, tell us who you are, a little bit about your career. Sure. So, I'm Eric Ron. I've been teaching band here in Stetler for, oh gosh, I guess I'm starting my 29th year now, which is kind of frightening. Um, but uh, I started as a piano. My first piano teacher was a big band player. So he played piano with a whole bunch of, uh, uh, you know, that style of music, jazz and stuff. So my first stuff, I mean, my first lessons and stuff were like jazz music and everything. So quite love that. And, uh, that transferred into, you know, going into playing other instruments and everything. And so at university, that was, I started with piano and then kind of got pulled into teaching like concert band and conducting and stuff. So it just all kind of fell together. Okay. So you've always been really involved with music then? Yeah. That, uh, cause I got involved after high school. I was, I really liked the restaurant business. And I was quite enjoying that, but uh, the music thing kept kind of pulling me back in. So, Well, yeah, why not pursue your love or your hobby? Yeah, that's right. My dad always said, if you can make your hobby your career, you're doing all right. So I feel like I've done all right. <laughs> well, I know outside of the school concert band, you're in a jazz band, uh, the Jazz Guys, I believe. Yeah, our community band kind of evolved from a concert band to to the jazz guys. So we just play kind of a lot of the old charts and and uh, some new stuff too that we got after I took a band to New Orleans, right? And uh, that was quite a, an amazing place to be. And I, I kind of opened my eyes to some other styles that we could do. So yeah, that's, that's a big part of my hobby stuff now is playing with those guys. Well, yeah, I remember being on that New Orleans trip. It was so much fun. We were just That's, being in, yeah, yeah. involved with the culture and all the music that they have there. We even played in front of a cruise ship or a boat or something like that, I remember. The, yeah, the Natchez Steamboat, the, the original steamboat thing there, so yeah. And New Orleans isn't the only trip you've been on, right? You went to a couple places with the Stetler Concert Band, other than New Orleans? Uh, well, we started, I think my very first one was uh, to Disneyland, where you uh, you audition ahead of time, and if you get accepted, you get to go and then be part of their uh, performance arts program there. So I did that. That was my very first trip, and then... Uh, we did San Francisco, our, my first American festival. That was pretty exciting. And then we did some trips to Whistler, B.C. They had a Cantando festival there. Those are pretty awesome. And then New York and New Orleans. And we've did our last trip was to Hawaii. Oh, wow. So you've been all around then. Yeah, it's been... Well, my big thing is I, I always tell everybody, you know, music's... Uh, a universal language and whatever we're learning here in a small town in Alberta 
the, the music is the same anywhere, right? The, the rules of it all are all the same, and and you start from nothing and learn how to become better at your craft. And so it's neat to take them around and actually show them that that's true. <laughs> well, yeah, like before going, I really hadn't heard much of all that jazz and New Orleans style music, but got there and it was just beautiful. Everything was amazing. Oh, yeah, but they were so good. Everywhere we went, everybody was just so good. <laughs> yeah, like on the one, the boat, the tour we went on, there was a couple guys playing live, and I remember that's like a key memory for me. Well, yeah, and we got to sit so close to them so you could really feel their uh, feel their energy. Okay, I've got a question for you. So, in your opinion, over like the last 20 years or so, music has changed a lot. Do you think it's changed for like the better or has it gotten a little bit worse? What do you think? Well, I, I think it's gotten better again. I was worried for a while. It seemed that it was just so uh, technology heavy and just all about image. There wasn't really, really, I didn't think a lot of focus on actual talent. You know, it was marketing and, and just how they could sell things. And now I'm finding it's getting back to being a lot more, uh, like a lot more talent-based, and just just actual really good musicians are being, you know, recognized again. So that makes me happy. <laughs> oh, for sure. I would definitely say that lately marketing has been pretty big. You know, with apps like TikTok. Like, people that you've never heard of can have one catchy line in their song, and it'll blow up on TikTok, and you'll see it top of the charts. You'll hear it on the radio every day for, like, a year or something like that. Like, it's not bad music, but it's definitely marketing uh, targeted. Well, that's right. I think part of that is just that's the... The, the new age we're in, right? The, the the media, the social media network is unreal. But having said that, that also allows a lot of people that may never have been heard at all get to be heard. So, you know. Well, yeah, that's great. Like people are starting their careers off of this. It's awesome. Yeah, but the true talented ones that you realize they actually put in a lot of time before they got. You know, there's there's very few just overnight successes that doesn't really exist you know they they've all put their time in somewhere usually <laughs> well yeah everybody's they've been working their entire life to get to this point exactly all right so when you decided to go into music studies was that your like lifelong goal or what really went into making that decision well yeah, I, I mean, I always, I always loved playing piano, so I was always happy to be able to do that. And it, uh, honestly, through high school, it was just a, a way to keep my parents from worrying about me. Was I would just say, "Oh, I'll do something with music, right?" And and at the time, I was I was still taking lessons and stuff, played at the band in there, and so they that that was the reality. But uh, uh, you know, I wasn't always the best student, so my marks weren't always the best. So when it became a reality to maybe go to university, it was like, oh, I don't know if I'm up for that. So then I started working in the restaurant stuff and I quite enjoyed that, but I went back and uh, upgraded my piano 
because I hadn't taken lessons for a while and and then auditioned and I was going to just focus on the piano, do a bachelor of music with piano. But then uh, my piano prof at university, like she knew I liked playing other instruments and, and stuff. So she kind of steered me more to the, with the education part of it as well. And uh, I'm really glad because I, I, I do love working with, with the young musicians in a band setting and I get to conduct and stuff too. So I, I quite enjoy that. Well, yeah, I can see the influence from your professors, I guess, in the way you taught because you would always push your students to get better and really nail their parts. And, yeah, you were just pretty hands-on and wanted everybody to excel. <laughs> well, thanks for that. I, uh, I don't know if I, I do that with everybody, but uh, we try, but... But yeah, my, my university stuff was a, a real eye-opener, just all the different courses. And then being with a bunch of people, as you know, in your program now, like when you're around people that are kind of thinking the same way as you, it, it kind of inspires you to get going. Oh yeah, I've definitely been inspired in the last couple weeks. I've been slacking a little bit on school, like not not doing it or nothing, but you know, could be better. <laughs> yeah make sure you say that online too on the air on the air too that's good <laughs> yeah just let my professor know <laughs> so mr ron i know that your son is also doing music studies right now can you talk a little bit about that well sure it's uh it's kind of neat how that evolved he he uh, is actually doing a combined uh so Bachelor of Music, Bachelor of Education, and uh, secondary, and uh, yeah, so he's at U of A, and uh, so right now he's focusing a lot on the, the music stuff, and he's playing trumpet, so um, he's uh, working hard at that, because that's one thing my my band program, we, we don't always have the time to get all the theory and, and the level of music that, you know, you might need to pursue it, so... Uh, that's why it was good to have, he took piano lessons and stuff too, so that all helps, right? But yeah, he seems to be, uh, seems to be digging into it now, and at least he could go there in person this year, that helped. It was tough last year, I think, being at home still and doing everything online, didn't quite have the same, you know, excitement of actually being there, so. Well, yeah, I know from playing with him, he was a really good trumpet player, but yeah, uh, from my experience, this whole online stuff isn't that fun, but I'm sure it's amazing actually being able to play and not just practicing. Yeah, so I'm glad that that's been happening. So he got to play uh, their concert band and Symphonic Winds they played at the Windspear a couple of weeks ago, and that was pretty exciting, and he commented on having an actual live audience. It makes such a difference. Well, yeah, I'm sure that's huge, actually playing in front of people rather than just alone in a room. Um, really the adrenaline would boost you to play better and have fun. Well, it does, right? Because you get the feedback from from the, the crowd. And I mean, even with the school bands and stuff, I love, I miss playing in front of like real live people. <laughs> so hopefully we can do that soon enough. Yeah, I hope you can get back out there soon and start playing in front of people. That'd be awesome. But thanks for coming, Mr. Don. This has been awesome. 
No worries. Yeah, you're old enough now. You can you can call me. No. If you want, I don't know. That just feels weird to me. <laughs> no worries. Well, thanks very much, and good luck with your stuff. Thanks too. a lot. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye. Here's a clip of me complaining about how cold it was when this show was going on. And then after that, we'll get into my third rant that I actually pre-produced. If you live on West Res here at Mount Royal, you've probably noticed people sitting parked in the fire lane until they see an open spot near the buildings. I've done it a couple times, and I'm going to keep doing it all winter. There's no way I'm going to walk all the way from Lot 9 every day in like minus 20 to minus 40 weather. Fooled Around and Fell in Love by Elvin Bishop was a pretty popular song in the late 70s, as it peaked at number 3 on the Billboard Hot 100. This song, along with many other songs from the 70s, had a resurgence in popularity in 2014, after the release of the movie Guardians of the Galaxy. The soundtrack of this movie features a bunch of classic songs from that era. Songs like Come and Get Your Love by Redbone, Marvin Gaye's Ain't No Mountain High Enough, and especially Hooked on a Feeling by Blue Suede. They all became common knowledge to kids after watching the movie. I swear I know most of the songs just because I've seen the movie a hundred times. I think the popularity of Guardians of the Galaxy and its excellent use of a soundtrack gave younger generations a taste of older music. Not even funk music necessarily, but just introducing kids to music from before their time. And it also gave the parents watching with their kids a flashback to growing up, either finding these songs on their own or being shown these classics by their parents. Which is the reason these songs are important to the plot of the movie, by the way. I think it's important to give younger generations easy access like this to pass music, because there's just so much more music than is played on the radio nowadays. Like you can hop on to SiriusXM and hear the same 10 songs for an entire year. It just gets old quickly, so having access to these older songs gives these younger people some of the culture that their parents would have grown up with. Put Me Through describes the circles that Anderson runs for his girl both in life and in more intimate times, if you know what I mean. Anderson Pack actually confirmed that he wrote this song through the perspective of not him, but his guitarist and his friend Jose Rios. I don't know about you, but my neck is starting to kill me from all the head bopping I've been doing. I hope some of you are driving around the city right now because to me there's something indescribably beautiful about driving at night time listening to good tunes. This song has been my go-to shower song for a long time now. When Dapper comes on, I swear I'm physically unable to not groove. Here is my second interview. This one was a lot of fun, but we had some technical difficulties, so it was kind of a struggle to work those out. But once we got it, it was good. Went well and it was a lot of fun. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna do this anyways. I'll talk and then you can talk and then I can hear you. We'll figure out what's going on. So Cole, tell the people a little bit about yourself. My name's Cole. I'm living in Calgary right now, going to school at MRU, taking ETOL. I just moved from Kelowna. I'm fresh out of high school. Okay, I can't hear you, but sounds like you're a pretty wicked dude, man. 
All right, so obviously you know music. I've had many conversations with you about it. You've been living with music your whole life. So uh, what started your love for music? Uh, it was probably my mom. Uh, she's been in music in her, her whole life. She uh, majored in music and arts. Okay, so you've been around music a lot. Your mom did music. Um, what has music done for you in your life? Like, what's it, what accomplishments have you had? What is it, what opportunities has it brought you? Just tell me a little bit about that. Uh, well, I played in the concert band, jazz band, and combos for high school. I played the trombone, baritone, and tuba. Uh, so we traveled lots with our jazz band to different competitions around BC and northern states. Uh, I've met so many people. Playing with a big group is really amazing. Uh, <laughs> I can hear you now, Cole. Awesome, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's been super cool to travel and meet all these cool people. Uh, playing in a large group setting uh, with so many different instruments is one of the coolest things I've ever done. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Because I know you play sports and everything, like volleyball. You're a pretty good volleyball player. Um, really, sports and concert band and that stuff, it's, it's all about the team, right? Yeah, and it also helps me with uh, gym work as well. I can put my headphones in and really just grind it out, uh, focus. Even for studying, I really enjoy listening to classical music and jazz. Uh, those are my two top genres, I'd say. Okay, yeah, so when you listen to classical music and jazz, like, is that just instrumentals, no, no lyrics or nothing? There's, lo it's, there's different types of jazz. There's vocal jazz and just instrumental. Uh, it mixes. There's hundreds of different types of different songs as well, just depending on how people want to play them and how they want to put their own music within it as well. Okay, sweet. So for me, when I'm studying, I cannot hear people talking or people singing that just distracts me so much so I like listening to like I do like listening to jazz just yep. instrumentals it gets me in the zone and it gets me locked in oh yeah same with me that's the thing about classical and jazz as well is just because it's a very mellow it's kind of just an ongoing thing there aren't too many huge changes whereas singing it's very um, upfront and personal kind of thing it completely sidetracks your brain just because it is a voice talking I guess if you don't work with voices while you're studying so it, it does help me a lot oh yeah totally because just hearing voices i gotta like focus on the words or whatever and i <laughs> yeah. can't do that and read at the same time yep for sure so uh concert band jazz band what kind of instruments do you play uh well i started with violin when i was four so i played that for a few years then did piano and guitar so i've done lots of music throughout my life not just concert band and jazz so I kind of had a, a I, I started a lot earlier, so I had a lot of just the um, main things down, like time signatures and chord progressions and that type of stuff. So it was a lot, not easier, but it was just not as difficult for some if they haven't had any musical experience. Um, started off with the tuba. It's way too big. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, under 100 pounds, and my tuba was like 45 pounds, bigger than me, so... I wish I could see that. I'm sure that would be pure comedy. <laughs> yeah, carrying that around is not fun. Uh, so I moved to baritone for a little bit, and then the valve trombone. Okay, I actually played baritone in my concert 
band back home in Stetler, I think that was grade 10. Nice. And I went to New Orleans on a band trip with that, played a bunch of venues. It was awesome. Have you gone anywhere with bands? Uh, Yeah, we went to Idaho, um, which is in the States. There was the Lionel Hampton Jazz Festival, which has been going on for a long time. Okay. Um, We've been to Ottawa for Jazz Nationals. People travel all over the country to go and just compete and not compete, but just show their skills and kind of just compare different groups and how they are building together. Um, and then just places within Kelowna. There's one that happens within Kelowna. I forget what it's called, but uh, yeah, it's super cool. There's lots of different opportunities, not just for bands, but also combos as well. So, um, I know here at Mount Royal at the campus bar Westgate Social they have live bands Thursdays yep I don't know if you still play all these instruments but would you ever be interested in doing anything like that uh I wouldn't play any instruments uh, but I would sing I can't play guitar while I sing because I have to focus on one at a time but I would if somebody played other instruments then I would sing a jazz song or just anything doesn't really matter Okay, cool. Well, yeah, I've had you in the studio and you've sung some jazz and it's beautiful, man. You got a beautiful voice. Thank you, bro. We might have to get some people together and play some music. I'd be down. Little jam sesh? Oh, yeah, a little jam sesh just to get the blood flowing. <laughs> All right. Well, that's awesome. Thanks for coming out, Cole. Thanks for telling the people about yourself. It was a really good interview and well, it worked. Thanks for having me. It was awesome. Awesome. Have a good night, man. All right. You too. All right, you just heard an interview with my friend Cole Appleton. Shout out to him for helping me out with this project and letting me interview him. Uh, It was really interesting to see what he's done. Uh, Sorry about the technical difficulties there. Couldn't really get stuff working, so I didn't didn't really hear what he was saying for the first little bit there, but that's all right. We got it working. Here's a couple clips of me talking about some songs that I really love. Time from the Free Nationals, Them Changes by Thundercat, and I Want to Be Your Lover by Prince. Time is from the Free Nationals self-titled album from 2019. This album is really solid and has a lot of great funk sounds on it. And they collab with some great artists like J.I.D., Daniel Caesar, T.I., and a bunch more like Mac Miller and Kali Uchis. Anderson Pack is also part of the band, so obviously they're credited a lot on his work. Thundercat really just has his own unique style, especially for modern music where funk isn't quite as popular as it once was. Prince was really influential for the funk genre. He was one of the first artists to blend the genre with others like pop and R&B. This really helped him with his success in music and made him one of the biggest artists in the last 40 years. That is the best of the funk tank, a compilation of my favorite moments and just moments I felt I performed really well on. I had a lot of fun doing this show. I enjoyed music. I was happy to show other people my music taste, even learn some new songs and hopefully give people a couple new songs for their playlist. I had a lot of fun doing the rants, talking about some nerdy stuff, some skiing, a little bit about music too. And yeah, interviews, interviews were awesome. I got to talk to friends, people that I didn't really know before, but I got to know them through this. 
It was just a great experience. I'm glad to have done it. Yeah, so thanks for listening. This has been The Funk Tank. Stay groovy.